Welcome back to Modern Day Disciples. AKA MDD, the podcast where we hear real stories from modern day disciples. My name is Kevin Bernaga. I'm the youth minister at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in San Jose, California. And my name is Ana Fuentes. I'm the youth minister at St. Anthony's Parish in San Jose, California. What's up, my dude? Let's go. We are back. It's been a few weeks. We don't have a consistent schedule, if you haven't noticed. And things are starting to pick up, so yeah, if just it's a an, little hard. Just an FYI, um, if we we wanted to be posting every two weeks, mm-hmm. and the reason that kind of gets delayed sometimes is because um, things are really picking up ministry-wise. Seriously, uh, compared to a year ago? Dude, a like, year ago we were not doing comparable. nothing. Exactly. <laughs> so now I'm like, doing the simplest things, are just, it's just so exhausting. It's draining. Anyone right? else feel that? Like, this. We, the energy we had pre-COVID mm-hmm. is just non-existent anymore. It's like we're learning to do things over again. Yeah. But at the same time, like, we don't have the same capacity to do things as we used to. So it's like we're trying to do more mm-hmm. and have less energy than we've ever had before. Exactly. I feel like I have to build up my endurance, you Dude, know, just to do stamina? ministry. What is that? <laughs> Never thought. Ministry stamina. Crazy. <laughs> Talking about that this week on MDD. <laughs> my gosh. That'd be a great episode. Yeah, that, it's just like, okay, how is everyone actually doing? Yeah. Because sometimes, if I'm being honest, like this week was a tough week. I felt like I just got by. How, so let's go into that. How was, how was your week? Oh, are we going to talk about the sad stuff? Or? <laughs> the sad stuff? No, I, it was just a tough week. Mm. Mentally, emotionally, I feel like I've been going through it the past few weeks. And okay. um, we were actually talking about just before this podcast started that we want to get back to our roots. And we were laughing about it. <laughs> Dude, we got to get back to why we started. <laughs> Start. <laughs> we got to get back to our roots, bro. Oh my goodness. And we were laughing about it because we sound like those stereotypical creators, influencers that are like, we got to remember why we started. We got to remember why we did this. But we really do. <laughs> <laughs> we really do. I feel like part, I mean, just being candid with you guys, is that we, we're trying really hard this season. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously we have video now. If you guys could see the behind the scenes, it's a studio setup. We're not kidding when we say that. And so we're trying really hard, but I think sometimes we, we yeah. can overthink it. And so what we want to do is just get back to our roots and remember truly why we started doing this. And um, just share stories, share authentic stories. And so, um, but yeah, just to, to be honest with you guys, um, it has been a pretty pretty rough few weeks, but there were, were some good things. Okay. Should I, should I share the Mother's Day story? Yes, that, they would love that story. <laughs> okay, Absolutely. so I, I tweeted this, that I gaslit my mom into thinking I wouldn't come home for Mother's Day and then surprised her. <laughs> and, and then what I actually told one of my teens this, and he was like, you gaslit your mom? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but I mean, it sounds bad. And he was like, well, don't use the word gaslit. And then I explained the story. He's like, oh my God gosh you actually gaslit your your mom mom. (laughs) okay so what happened was my mom had called me uh mother's day sunday Mm -hmm. so friday she calls me and i'm like i'm half asleep yeah and she calls me she's like don't come home for mother's day and i was like what are you what are you talking about i'm like literally still in bed and she's like no no no, don't come home for mother's day and i was like why she's like i I came there for your birthday i just saw you i don't want you to have to do the drive i was like mom what are you talking about like i'm sleeping and i literally <laughs> like the phone call ended there and so i'm still planning on going down i i'm the next day saturday i'm driving down mm-hmm. and my mom has my location and so i turn uh i turn my location off okay and so i was like oh like she's gonna see it and then i get to bakersfield and i stop at a grocery store to get flowers the flowers are crap there go to a different grocery store nice. getting the flowers i can't decide which flowers mm-hmm. she calls me while i'm in line checking out 
I ignore the call, obviously. And then I drive to my house, which is five minutes from this grocery store. I'm in the driveway. I call her back. And I'm like, hey, mom, like, what's up? And she's like, where are you? Like, I saw your location. What? You were in Lost Hills. Like, you were on your way. Like, why aren't you here yet? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, I saw your location. Like, I know you're coming to Bakersfield. Mm. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to Southern California. <laughs> oh, so she checked it before you turned it off. I'm yeah, assuming. she checked it. Before, I wasn't in Bakersfield yet when she was still checking it. Yeah. And my sister was in Irvine, actually. She was visiting some friends. I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm visiting Jelly. I'm going to go see Jelly in Irvine. She's like, Anissa, are you serious? Aww. She was because <laughs> she's like you're gonna drive down here anyways yeah she was gonna like see and me? you didn't stop to see me oh <laughs> my gosh okay, he, yeah he met my mom and now he's like like his, his oh, heart's auntie. hurting <laughs> his heart's hurting for her uh, but then like literally as i was saying i was like no no, no i'm going down to southern California. She's like, are you serious and then i opened the front door and then Aww. like i she was like on lisa <laughs> and then like i literally like had flowers behind my back and like i had her favorite candy bar and i was like did you actually think that i wasn't gonna come down <laughs> that's so funny and she's that's like so she's like i believed you because like you should have been here we estimated you'd be 45 minutes and then you weren't here <laughs> wow but she was really happy that i was there and it was mother's day is always really really nice of course um yeah how was That's how awesome. was your week how was your week my week was good there's a lot of things that happened a lot of meetings um some things are underway in terms of like things we can't talk about yet exactly but they're exciting um, meetings are great but um one specific thing that happened actually just yesterday um so in my neighborhood we've you know we have the ring like ring doorbell, doorbell and all the cameras around our house and we always get those notifications so i'm sitting in my room and I get a notification. And so I opened it and I see this guy at my front door and literally he just takes my shoes from my front door that are just out there. Um, they're Allbirds Bay Area. Um, <laughs> so I grab- Wait, He just takes one pair of shoes? Yeah, he takes one pair of shoes, my, my running shoes. They're used, you know, I've had them for about a year. And so I see him take it and then he like, bounces right he goes through like my yard and so instinctively i'm like no not not today if you know me you've know i have had a lot of bad luck with things getting stolen um breaking into my car and this and that Cameras. so stealing something from me it's very it hits home it hits hard you're a like little bit. we've been through this already <laughs> yeah it just like it just flashes me back to every single time and i'm like no not today so i grab my keys i run into my car and i just start like circling the neighborhood trying to be like you know a secret agent or like something <laughs> i don't know a cop whatever and cue the dramatic music exactly <laughs> exactly i'm like i'm gonna find this guy and i'm gonna get my shoes back so i actually find bold him choice bro i yeah. will say bold choice so he, i find him and he's like walking across the park um that in my neighborhood and so i'm driving around and when i see him i see him holding my shoes i'm like i got you dude red-handed it's done and so i call the police i call 911 and i'm like i I have this guy, I, I talk, I try to, I talk, I watch a lot of like sometimes police videos. So like I talk what they talk, are they, how they talk, if uh -huh. that makes sense. So I'm like, he's going eastbound on blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he's a blah, blah, male, uh, this build, just like giving them every detail. And they're like, whoa, hold on, slow down. <laughs> What's going on? What cop show is this? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I'm like, are, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm following the guy. I have him in my sights. You need to get here immediately. He has my shoes, right? And they're like uh yeah we need you to stand down and <laughs> we needed you to go back to your house um because oh it could be dangerous God. and i'm like but i see him like he has my stuff i see him he's gonna get away Dude. Um, but they're like no it's for your safety i'm like okay whatever so i i go back home and then i eventually get a phone call from the office or the police force again and they they confirm my description and they alerted the people the 
I don't know, the patrol cars in my area just to keep a lookout on it. Mm. Um, but he said, you know, I know it's frustrating, but you don't know how many times like we've gotten a call like that. And for something so simple like shoes or an umbrella off a front porch, people have gotten shot or stabbed or led into a place where they get jumped. Yeah. Um, so they're like, we just wanted to make sure like you didn't lose your life or get hurt over a pair of shoes. And I said, wow. yeah, I get it. That totally makes sense. But still sucked. But um, thinking about it later, I prayed about it the whole day because at first I was so mad. Um, oh, yeah, it but, makes sense. But then I realized, like, you know, he, like, we leave, we, we've left our shoes outside, like, our doors. It's like a, sh it's like a shoe rack? Yeah, it's or? a shoe rack right outside. Just because, like, all my life, just to not, it's just been a tradition. Um, and it's never been a problem. But there's been a lot of expensive, like, other shoes out there. Like, my dad's hiking shoes were out there and, like, all these different like brands but he literally just took one from the top and so i'm like maybe mm. in i don't know his story i don't know what's going on but you know i i've i'm very blessed to be able to say i have all these shoes um That's true. maybe he needed it more than i did you know and so um i kind of changed my perspective on it and started thinking you know maybe this is a gift for him instead um and you know, those shoes have different colors now, so <laughs> I might... I'm going to have the latest model exactly. now. Exactly, <laughs> so it's an excuse to maybe look into more shoes. But, you know, um, I just prayed for the guy and just, you know, hope that he's okay and, and that the shoes fit him and that he can use them well. So, yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's, that's a, my I, I feel like I would feel very similar. I will say I... I love shoes. People know that I love shoes. Mm. And so I, my first instinct would be to follow him as well. Yeah. But it's it's so tough because like i mean no i just definitely see like why they were saying like you just never know what someone has on them and exactly it's just best not to lose your life over a over. pair of shoes like yeah. you just never know so yeah that was um that was a low light turned into a highlight um of my week nice um, do you want to lead us in prayer to start the episode i will this yes. is my first time leading in prayer guys um if for those that watched our first episode we decided to do rock paper scissors and whoever wins gets mm. to uh pray on yeah. our podcast I won for the first time this season, so I'm praying. <sighs> Let us center ourselves. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Dear Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this mission that you have given us to minister to the young people in the Diocese of San Jose and beyond. We thank you for this opportunity to share real stories, to share real stories that come from the heart. Whether or not they're difficult to talk about, Lord, you always give us the courage and the strength to be vulnerable with one another. Lord, we pray that you allow us to go back to our roots and to authentically share real stories for modern day disciples. And that these stories, as with the stories of, of your disciples, um, during your time on earth, Lord, that they, they are always going to connect. They are always going to reach hearts and transform hearts, Lord. We pray in a special way for our speaker this week. We pray that she may be a light to others, Lord, that she may have the courage to speak from her heart, have the courage to share her story authentically. The tough parts, the, the victories, the, the glory stories, and everything in between, Lord. Um, we thank you for this ministry, and we pray for all of our listeners. We pray for our, all of our audience in the past and those who will listen in the future. We love you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Son Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Drop that beat, though.
we're back with season three, episode four now. Let's go season. Making our way, man. Trinity season. I love this season, by I the way. I do too. I think every single person that we haven't had a single guest, like a an, an single individual since, since the first episode. And it's not a blessing, like being able to interview like different like pairings and, yeah. and couples and. And this crazy. one, I'm particularly stoked about because she's actually been on our list as a potential guest since. Season one, right? Season one. Yeah. Season Season one? one? Well, it was March 2020 at least. Okay, yes, 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 yes. At least. Because, um, no, actually it was season one. Because like the tail end of it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because this person, um, I met them through ministry and they were actually not local to San Jose. And I kept on telling Kev, I was like, yo, when this person gets back, we need to interview them for the podcast. And, Mm -hmm. you know stars align COVID happened and they're they're back (laughs) and they're back but they're actually leaving again so it's a good thing we're interviewing them during this time absolutely shall we shall we jump into it shall we introduce them yes so for season three episode four we We have have Francie Keller Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. We're excited to have you. Dude, oh it is such a blessing to have you on the podcast. Seriously. So we want to officially introduce her, tell you a little bit about Francie. Yes. So Francie has been doing ministry for youth ministry for about six years now, since 2015. And she also spent a year as a net missionary in the Midwest. So that was... 2019 2020 correct yes francie also attends saint nicholas saint william parish in los altos yes mm-hmm. so what do you what do you 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 currently teach catechism there i actually just had my last um class that i was teaching two weeks ago nice. oh, what were you so teaching i was teaching faith formation to the third through fifth graders Ooh. over zoom nice how was um, that just a whirlwind of emotion it was (laughs) I'm studying education and so it's great to just get more experience teaching Um, and I also just love kids but teaching over zoom even just once a week for an hour is so difficult oh It's, it's especially with that age level I imagine it would be difficult to hold attention spans yeah for the most part they were really good at listening though I had they kind of had to warm up to it a little bit because mm-hmm. um, a Got lot it. of times when it comes to Sunday school, a lot of them don't want to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, first class, I had one of them like typing in the chat time checks being like 20 minutes left, 15 wow. minutes left. Oh my gosh. I was gosh. like, sir. Uh, <laughs> we know the time. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for that confidence boost. <laughs> I knew I was doing well. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but he eventually like totally warmed up and would like actually tell me what the best part of his week was. Nice. So it was a joy and it was a great way to be able to still be interacting with kids, but in a safe way during COVID because it's just so much harder to do that right now. So yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. That's, I mean, that's amazing that you were able to jump into that after the year that you had with being a net missionary. So before we get into all that, because we do want to dive into all that, mm-hmm. we have some fun facts. Okay. That yes. we, we gathered some information, oh some intel. Oh, no. We may or may not have hit up a few friends of yours. Um, also, your brother never responded, so we didn't get anything from him. <laughs> Which one? I mean, none of them respond, but. Henry, Henry, yeah, we okay. reached out to Henry. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So we have um, some some things to share about you. Um, so we actually should we talk about how we met Francie? Yeah, I think that'd be great first, just so we have a idea. When did you meet Francie? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be but honest with you, Kevin. I don't know. Either. I think we just met randomly, and then we just started talking and working together, yeah. and then that's. I'm glad it's a mutual not knowing because it's always awkward when one person remembers and the other doesn't. And <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, I had no impression on I you. I think eventually we were just like, hi, I'm, I'm Francie, I'm Kevin. Yeah, I think it was one of those things where the first time we were in the same room, we never really introduced ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of came to a point where we were like, we know each other. Yeah, like yeah. we never formed... Hi, I'm Kevin. Hi, I'm Francie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we've worked together like a lot, so... Yeah. That's pretty great. I think the first time I met... Francie was DYR 2019. Yes. And I we we shared a love for film photography. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were like kind of the only ones probably on that retreat with film cameras. We were like, oh yo, what's up? Mm-hmm. And then summer 2019, we hung out some and then we got matching crocs. Oh, I wish I had a photo. Correct. I will probably send it to you. Send it to me. Yeah. Send it to you. Gotcha. So you can see it in post. Um we got matching crocs, we hung out, and then MSDYR, we actually roomed together. Yes. MSCYR 2019? Yes. 2019. And we yeah. wear our Crocs every day. Oh, dude, it was we such a vibe. We committed to it. It was, <laughs> dude, they were fresh. Those were the freshest my white Crocs have ever looked. They oh, don't yeah. look the same now. Yeah, and we earned the respect of a lot of middle schoolers. Dude, they really? respected the Crocs. Gotta be honest. They did. Wow. They respected that Croc life. Um, you ain't, if you ain't, you ain't crocking. You ain't rocking. And that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Kev's like, what did I walk into? <laughs> um, speaking of being on a retreat with you, uh, this is something I heard from another friend, um, but I also remember experiencing it myself. I don't know if this is the first fun fact we should jump into. What? Um, you have oh. s- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It just hit me. I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> um, Francie has sleep apnea. <laughs> I know a lot of people have sleep apnea. Hit me where it hurts. Um, So this was shared by a friend of hers and was also kind of a similar experience that I had. Yes, I'll read it for you. So one of our fun facts that we have written down is she has sleep apnea. So when we share a room on retreats or something, she snores or doesn't breathe. Um, so tell us about that. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. Yeah. So, in high school, it was always like a running joke with my friends that I was always tired. Like, just that was my go-to like conversation starter was just being like, I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, Well, when are you not? Um, and so finally, because both of my parents have sleep apnea. I went to the doctor and was like, hey, uh, I can't function. So, um, I got tested, and uh, and so I have sleep apnea, which the way it was explained to me mm-hmm. was um, <laughs> when I fall asleep, my brain is given two options. I either um, stop breathing and wake myself up all the time in order to continue breathing. Yes. Very or important. I just stop breathing and don't wake myself up and die. Oh my that gosh. was how this doctor explained it to like sophomore year me. That's terrifying. And uh, well, it made sense. He <laughs> <laughs> was he wasn't wrong. Very simple explanation. <laughs> my goodness. Um, and so yeah, I have been told that it sounds like I'm choking in my sleep a good amount of the time. 
Um, I have, I tried the CPAP thing where yeah. it makes you look like a snuffle up, I guess. Mm-hmm. I would just rip it off. Uh, In your and, sleep? Yeah, it didn't work. Gotcha. So then I got this like big mouthpiece thing. Oh, okay. Um, that when I was in training for my mission year, my roommates lovingly called my dentures. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. <laughs> they're horrible looking things. They're huge. Do they work? It kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to fall asleep with like a giant apparatus in your mouth. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I, moving forward, I found out I had a deviated septum, so that was a big oh. contributor to that. And oh. so Christmas twenty nineteen, I got a septoplasty to fix my nose, and that's helped a lot. Yeah. Oh. Um, but I I do also talk in my sleep. Oh. Um, and move around quite a bit. So I'm I'm a horrible roommate to have. <laughs> I would say it, it was very endearing. I, I would come back late to the room mm-hmm. and it was either <laughs> snoring or you, I did hear you speak in your sleep. It was just very soft though. It was almost like whisper that was, that was, that was. <laughs> Just like going off on someone else. <laughs> but it was, you know, you were, you were a joy to have as a roommate at MSDYR. <laughs> Um, let's, let's well, thank get- you for sharing all of that. I oh, feel yeah, like all course. our audience is going to get to know you very personally. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the, the first thing we invite her onto the podcast, and then we roast her for Tell having sleep. Tell us about your health problems. problems. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun fact. Exactly. Dive into your medical history. Um, another fun fact that we found out is that you. Oh, I mean, we mentioned it before, but you enjoy film, like shooting on film. Yeah. Especially you shoot on Leica. <sighs> My leg is gone. Uh, I lost it during my mission year, which was devastating because those cameras are so nice. Yeah. Um, It was a graduation present for my dad. It was a camera that he had gotten in grad school. Wow. Um, And when I was on my mission year, we traveled in a van and um, our van was very messy. And Mm. so every once in a while, someone, it varied would reach a certain point where they were like, this van is disgusting, and just like throw away everything in it. Oh, oh no. Um, and so I think it got thrown away, which was uh, absolutely devastating. That's so um, sad. Because I loved that camera. I'm so sorry. For those um, that don't know about film photography, Leica cameras are like the Lamborghinis yeah. of film, film cameras. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like absolutely like top tier. Like it's, it's like, oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I was very sad about it. What is it about film photography that you enjoy? Um, So I took a film class my senior year in high school and absolutely loved it. I have never thought of myself as an artistic person Hmm. just because I'm not good at like drawing or painting, like the traditional things you think of when you think of art. No, I know what you mean. And so I had a very narrow-minded like view of what art is, Mm. um, which is like the opposite point of art. Yeah. Mm. So, um, and then I took this film class and I love the intentionality behind film because it's, you know, you can pick up your phone and take a bunch of pictures. Mm -hmm. um, Then you kind of like look through them and then are like, okay, I guess that one's okay. But with film, it's like you have one shot unless you want to spend like $30 to get one picture. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. and I just, I kind of like the waiting game of it, you know? You don't know yeah. exactly what you got. Yeah. There's an intentionality behind yeah. it, too. Oh, Absolutely. for sure. And like the, like the expectation, or like things, what do you call it? It's not anxiety, but it's kind of like... The anticipation, anticipation. of it. Anticipation, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm I was like scrolling through it. I, what I love about film photography as well is that 
it captures the essence of a moment that I'm, I'm sounding such a film nerd right now but it captures the essence of a moment so much better because when you take digital photography whether it's on your phone or a digital camera mm -hmm. you're immediately critiquing it you're yeah. like oh this doesn't yeah. look right i don't look good here i should do this angle like you you critique it to the point where you hate the image yeah whereas with film it's like well it's good or it's not but like it captures what was truly felt in that moment yeah. mm -hmm. and oh so i i actually when francie and i first met that summer she gifted me a film camera that's right i remember you were so excited <laughs> you're like, like in I, disbelief i was in disbelief like can I just say that Francie is one of the most generous people she had just mm. met me by the way we had met like a couple months before this we talked about our love of photography specifically film photography and I was telling her how I didn't have a film camera and she's like oh I have an extra I can give you and I was like what like what do you mean she's, she's like, yeah, kidding yeah. like that's yeah, not I was, true and I was like okay like I mean are you sure and she was like yeah and she brought it and she just gave it to me like gave it to me i mean maybe i shouldn't be so shocked at the generosity but like you don't really come across that nowadays where someone like i mean film cameras are expensive and yeah. like they're very trendy right now and she was like yeah i don't use it anymore like here like just have it and like it meant so much to me i was like wow this girl is so generous and kind and i was like I, I want to hang out with her more. Aww. Not because she gives me gifts, but because she's a great person. <laughs> Can you tell that giving gifts is my top love language? <laughs> like, way higher than anything else. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. So is that how you like showing love or how you like receiving love as well? I'm terrible at getting gifts. Oh, okay. oh I'm so bad at it. Um, but I love giving them. I already oh. have um, the birthday gift for my best friend lined up. Her birthday's in August. Um, but I just wow. like figure Whoa. out what like when i figure out like the perfect gift for someone i mm -hmm. get so excited right oh um, gosh but i'm so bad at receiving gifts mm. it's do you get awkward i get super awkward i like even as a child at like birthday parties you know how you always want to get to the point where you're opening your gifts yeah i hated that because <laughs> I was never good at like faking emotion, and so if I wasn't as excited gotta about something, you gotta something, pretend you like it no matter what. Yeah, and that's so much pressure for an eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, mom, wow. this is my birthday party. Why is it riddled with anxiety? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, what? It's like thanks, an avocado. <laughs> it's an avocado. I would have been pumped for an avocado as a kid. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. All right. Um, so you also recently, semi-recently, maybe for a while, you work at Trader Joe's. I do. How long have you been working there? Uh, I think it's gone on seven months now. Wow. Um, I've only known it in COVID, though. So that's really fascinating. So do you have any fun Trader Joe's work stories that you can share without getting fired? Uh, <laughs> well, I don't really care Disclaimer. that much, I don't think. Um, Oh boy, I'm trying to think of one. Um, I absolutely love every time a kid comes through my line mm -hmm. because at Trader Joe's, if people don't know this, I feel like a lot of people do. Maybe because I grew up going to Trader Joe's as a child. Mm -hmm. um, if you ask for stickers, we'll give you stickers. Mm -hmm. What? Um, we have like. You didn't I have no idea. I, I don't know if you can see it. I left my heart at Trader Joe's. Oh. Um, that was one of them for Valentine's Day, but. Uh, yeah, we give kids stickers like every time they come through the line. And I actually had a coworker. I was bagging for him. I had just come up to bag, and there were kids. And he turned to me and was like, Do you want to give the stickers? Because I know you like doing that. And I was like, Yes, please. And so I, <laughs> I was like, Do you, Would you guys like some stickers? And they were like, Yeah. 
Um, but then every once in a while you'll have a kid stare at you like, oh my gosh, I can't say no to this random person. Oh. Like they just, they don't want the stickers, <laughs> but they feel this obligation to this random Trader Joe's It sounds worker. like you as an eight year old. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I always tell them, I'm always like, you can say no, it won't hurt my feelings. And then they'll be like, no, thank you. And I'm like, okay, that's, have a great day. Like, go ahead. Um, but I, a fun story is, um, so if you've ever been in a grocery store and seen um, the section with like the milk and the yogurt and stuff, I don't yeah. know if everyone's noticed this, but there's a person behind that normally. Yeah. Um, and how you stock those things is there's the milk box behind mm -hmm. it and you push things from the back. Yeah. I know as a child when I discovered that, I was like, how do they get back there? <laughs> Secret compartment. Um, I love being in the milk box. Besides it being super cold, um, it's not because no one's really like bothering you back there. You can kind of put your headphones and do your thing. Okay. And, um, but occasionally you'll push something forward and it'll hit something else and fall, or oh. you just push it too hard and yeah. something goes tumbling down. So you kind of have to like jump off your step stool and go in the front. And so I did that one time, um, knocked over like a half and half and ran out. And this little girl looked up at me and was like, that almost hit me. <laughs> oh, no. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? And she said, I'm okay. It just almost hit me. It didn't actually hit me. So, okay, <laughs> good. I'm so glad. Um, and then I just kind of started chatting with her. She was so cute and like so eager to talk to just this random person. Mm -hmm. oh and halfway through God. the conversation, she turned to her dad and was like, can I ask her what her name is? And he was like, yeah, go ahead. And she was like, what is your name? And I said, oh, it's Francie. What's your name? Um, and she said, my name is Jimena. And we just had this whole conversation. And then I was like, okay, well, it was lovely chatting with you. I've got to go back into my behind the Fox. milk now. Um, she's like, okay, goodbye. And then just like oh. ran away with her dad. But it was so cute. I love when kids come in and they're just like, want to talk to you. Yeah. That's so cute. It's awesome. Hey, Dad, can I ask her her name? <laughs> <laughs> no, get away from her. It's <laughs> like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. I mean, stranger danger, you know. Yeah, there you she go. Wanted yeah. to, he, she wanted to make sure that it was okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. but that doesn't exist in Trader Joe's. I That's mean, a safe space. It should be. Yeah. At my Trader Joe's. Right? <laughs> I will beat anyone make up. Make sure of it. <laughs> my gosh oh i love that so we actually um recently found out you're a little TikTok famous oh yeah what the heck <laughs> just a little TikTok famous my dad is TikTok famous i mean um, you made the content i did yeah do you, do you already know what we're referring to yes i do it's the only one that's got that's done really well so so we're gonna pull it up and we're gonna watch oh, it no. um kev will insert it in post as we watch it yes well actually So I grabbed my chalk markers, I uh, forgot the green one, went outside, started drawing some fish on there, tried to avoid being in the frame, but ultimately failed. Uh, and then I was like, add some bubbles. You have such a TikTok voice. You do, absolutely. That was intentional. I yeah, I knew what worked. Plant, just to spice things up, show my artistic abilities. And then I went inside. Your dad's face. that face when I told him to come outside. Went out the door walked normally and then decided to start walking like this and uh, leaned down to look at it because he's a dad but ultimately approval from steve <laughs> <laughs> approval from steve his yeah. face at the end <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. So I didn't know that this, okay, this video has nearly 500,000 likes. Wow. And 2.6 million views. 2.6 people have heard your voice and seen your dad go. Uh, someone told me my voice sounded like Rowley from Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and I don't think I'll ever recover. <laughs> oh. what, how did you respond when you had such a viral TikTok video? Um, well, I mean, naturally, my dad being the star of the show, I was like, okay, this is what works. Like, people in the comments were saying, like, I would die for Steve. Like, uh, yes, someone yes, even commented, yes. does Steve need a girlfriend? Oh. Wow. Uh, I was like, no, he's been happily married for, like, 30 years, but. There you go. Um, they wanted to be your mom, bro. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I like my mom. Um, but. I was like, okay, I'll just make more content with my dad. And he didn't want me to. Um, oh. He said, you know, that's your generation. I don't, I wouldn't cope well with being famous. Mm. Oh. Um, which I understand. But he's the only thing that works. Steve so. could have made bank on TikTok. Yeah, Seriously. Yeah. Wow. He's a very funny guy. It would have worked, I think. You have, the, like, the TikTok voice that you use, you knew exactly what was going to go back. Was that actually your first post? Yes. Wow. Oh my gosh. What yeah. did, how did you feel? Yeah. I mean, even though uh, it was your dad, like, how did you feel with such... It was crazy. Or how just, did you find out that it was going viral? Like, did was you it immediate or did it go viral later? No, it was fairly, like, steady in the climbing up. Okay. Um, I mean, it was, like, a couple days. Okay. When I still get people liking it, like, every once in a while, but interesting it was my dad would come into my room like every few hours and be like how viral are we <laughs> <laughs> okay, behind the scenes of the viral tiktok 1.5 million views dad okay good good okay <laughs> Thumbs he up. loves telling his friends about it oh my gosh yeah. it was i mean it was very creative thank you is, is the tesla fixed now yes nice <laughs> yeah they came through to fix it like a week later people were really worried that i was drawing on a tesla and i was like it's, it's chalk, chalk. <laughs> we're gonna be okay <laughs> oh my gosh okay so we do have um this is basically explain that gram but explain that tiktok because mm -hmm. you have funny content Thank you. Did you watch all of them? I didn't watch all of okay. them, but maybe I should because I feel like every single one of them we can. It's do. really good. <laughs> okay, so the other one I have pulled up is the one in which it says I accidentally punched a girl in the face during a basketball game. <laughs> um, so we're gonna watch that one. Yes. You ask me what I'm thinking about. I tell you that I'm thinking about. You just knock her out. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I, I I watched this on loop earlier, and I still can't stop. <laughs> I felt horrible. So, but you did it intentionally. No, <laughs> no, I didn't. I swear, it looked was, so intentional. <laughs> I looked back at her too. It was horrible. I, so I was a senior in high school. Yeah. At this point, I believe um, it was thirty-six to zero, and we were winning. It was oh. like oh gosh, a complete blowout. Yeah. So you sh you didn't need to punch her. <laughs> no, face is what you're I saying. did not. <laughs> and so this girl, she was just really doing a fantastic job of like boxing me out. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I was like, I gotta get around this girl. What the heck? Like, how is she? <laughs> she has physically overpowered me. I need to do something. And so I just kind of like, there's a term in, in basketball called swimming, where mm -hmm. you kind of, you swim around someone. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
I mean, it's just you're kind of strategic about the way you move your body in so you can get in front of someone. Okay. And I was in the process of starting to swim and just, I think I did it wrong. <laughs> because completely backhanded and punched this girl in the face and she fell over. And I went running back down the court and she came back down a little bit later and I, she was guarding me and I was like, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? And she just was like, oh, I'm fine. You're good. No worries. <laughs> wow. What? Like it's happened I mean, before. Kudos <laughs> to you for apologizing. Uh-huh. Oh, I felt horrible. Mm. I mean, it was it was a solid hit. Yeah. I have that video on my phone. <laughs> it's, she goes full. It looks so, in the video, it looks really intentional. It looks like you were literally just like throwing yeah. her down. Yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> It sure does look like it. But the way you look back at it, it's just kind of like, oh, can't really do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So if you guys haven't already, buy these two videos. Go follow Francie (laughs) on TikTok. At, is it Frank the Tank? Frank the Tank, but with a C. C. Yeah. Follow her on TikTok. Totally worth the follow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And our last little fun fact. Um... I'm gonna just say some details and then you can paint the story, like paint okay. the picture. You can, you can fill in the details. <laughs> yes, so um, all I'm gonna say is VBS letters lizard. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is, how do you connect those? Oh, what what happened exactly there? I know exactly what you're talking about, <laughs> uh, but I know exactly who you spoke to. <laughs> um, shout out to Katherine Lamerson. Um, so I was helping Kat with VBS. She okay. is at our parish, the queen of VBS. And mm. we had this camper. Um, let's say his name is Jimmy. Okay. And, hey, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy caught a lizard on the first day of VBS. Good. Uh, I it mean, was in the toilet. Oh. Don't know how it got there. I was going to give him there. kudos on being able to catch it, but I guess it was kind of enclosed. You will be able to give him kudos later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so little Jimmy caught a lizard, and Kat was like, Can you, this kid won't get rid of this lizard. He said he's going to bring it home. I was like, yeah, that's not great. This kid's gluten-free. Like, there's no way oh, parents no. are going to be okay with a lizard coming home. It's <laughs> <So>, gluten-free. <laughs> and so I, like, took him aside, and I said, hey, can I – can I just have a conversation with the lizard? He said, okay. So I take the lizard, release the lizard where he cannot see me. And I go back and I'm like, all right, so here's the deal. I talked to the lizard, very nice guy. Um, he's got a wife and kids. He's got to go home to his family. And so he can't go to your house because how is he going to find his way back? Mm. You know, he's got to hang out with his family. Very rational um, thinking. But he's going to leave you clues every single day of VBS. So if you catch him again... He said, you can bring him home. Oh. That's the deal. Bold, bold choice, I will um, say. Yeah. <laughs> he proceeded to catch another lizard every day. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Kudos to Jimmy. Dude, this kid was an animal. And I had to be like, no, that's his brother. That's his sister-in-law. That's not him. They need to stay. You see, he looks different. <laughs> And at the end of the week, I was like, okay, I can't leave this kid with nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, at one point, the clue was, I'm going to be where Miss Cat is at all times. So oh. you just followed her around all day. <laughs> Where's my lizard? Um, <laughs> and so at the end of the week, I got him a little um, lizard sticker book. Um, and like wrote like family photo album on it. And was like, <laughs> Mr. Lizard, it's very sad that you didn't catch him. But he, he wanted me to give you this and give him a little... 
That's book so of lizard stickers. Sweet. That's so sweet. Uh, definitely the most elaborate con I've played on a child. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but whatever works. Yeah. I mean, kudos to you yeah, for you for do. being able to do that. Given the fact that he was catching lizards every single day, I don't yeah, know how the creativity possible. you had was 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 impeccable. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and also the compassion you have for that child. The Some adults would just be like, "Put the lizard away. Like you're not taking it oh, home." Oh, absolutely. And that'd be it. You know, so. like would it would just be like, "No, no, no. Like, you can't play with the lizards. Like get back there." Like yeah. wouldn't have the the patience, the lengths that you go to. <laughs> well, I was that child. Mm. Like I, my mom always said that I was very oppositional, defiant. Like you tell me to do one thing, Love I'm that. gonna do the opposite. Yeah. Um, and so I know that just being like, mm -mm, don't do that, it doesn't work yeah. with that kind of kid. Because mm -hmm. it wouldn't work on me. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, we gotta get creative. <laughs> like, let's do like, it. Like, give me a reason why I shouldn't right. do yeah. it. And I had the time. You know, Cat <laughs> is always on top of things, especially when it comes to VBS. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I had responsibilities and I was doing those things. You were lizard I was duties. Like, I have the time. Yeah. <laughs> I can do this. Love that nice. story. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like we got to learn so much more about you. <laughs> yes. Through these. Through these fun facts. In these fun stories. <laughs> All right, so we want to, as always, we, we've done this for the past few weeks of season. We want to do a challenge of sorts with our guests. We think it's fun, and we are not at all competitive. We are very competitive around here. So <laughs> what we are playing this week is the Say Anything Challenge. Do you know this one? I do not. Do you want to explain it? I you you're the master of it. <laughs> i'm gonna go along with it i told kev how to play right before this so yeah was i was like, like what do you do <laughs> so, so say anything all right yeah okay so it's literally say anything the way it works is we're all we're going to all be playing together um you can literally say anything and so it'll go kev myself francie back to kev and so on and you say any word the key is if you repeat a word that someone else says then you have to put tape on your face. Why do you have to put tape oh. on your face? Because it makes you look funny. That's literally, right. that's literally it. Is it like any? Is it like a category, or is no, it no, any no. word? Any word. Any word. Okay. And and and, and it will be All interesting right. to see how difficult it actually is not to repeat a word that someone else has said. All right. We'll have our producer Hal also listen in. So if we forget that a word was said, he can call us out. Okay. Um, do we have like a taboo <laughs> buzzer of sorts? Like no. Uh, or is he just gonna yell at us? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find a sound. <laughs> we 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 we, we, we have to have one. We probably have a sound, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that that works. There we go. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's literally say anything, and then we have our tape on deck. On deck. Yep. Okay. For sure. And yeah, you will just put a giant piece of tape on your face right. if you repeat a word that someone else says. Okay. Um, I'm kind of nervous. I feel I'm like extremely nervous. Is there so also a time limit? Yeah, so you can't take forever. It's got to be like quick. Okay. And if you wait too long, that counts as being wrong okay. or like getting out. Gotcha. All right. Um, and then the person who has the person who has the most tape on their face at the end loses. Okay. And they, they mean be aggressive with the tape. I don't know. Be be creative with it. I yes. Guess. Right. All right. Let's do this. We'll start with Kevin. Oh gosh. I feel like all the words just went away. They're not in my mind anymore. So anything. Anything. Okay. Ready? Chair. Plant. Shirt. Cap. Door. Pterodactyl. Computer. Shoe. Poop. Camera. <laughs> Tape. 
Microphone. Pee. Water. Jack. Back. Hands out of Coke. I said Jack. <laughs> Jackpack? I meant to say. <laughs> jetpack or backpack? <laughs> I thought you said jetpack. Jackpack. I'm gonna All hold right, myself accountable. Go. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> if you're wondering who that is, it's our live studio audience. I, um. <laughs> We love That's it. That's a beautiful place. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just going to keep this. <laughs> just in case. Okay. Uh, I like so how you're laughing. was just <laughs> all I heard. She's crying. <laughs> Everything's fine. Okay. <laughs> all right. So we'll start with Francie. <gasps> okay. No. All right. And it can be, I mean, it can be worse than previous rounds. It just can't be in that round. So like, okay. you, gotcha. can't, you can say chair again, but yeah. Okay. <gasps> Cheesecake. Water. Air. Tartar. Me. Dirt. Rose. <laughs> Tape. Ring. Chair. Light. No! Oh! That was back so fast. Yeah, you guys really set a speed precedent <laughs> that I didn't uh, appreciate. <laughs> um, I can't remember any of the words you guys just said. <laughs> it's okay. Me neither. I'm going to try to do the... Everything's gone from my brain. Nice. Trying to do Is this the same one that some like YouTubers have like, they put fish on their face? Like they it's tape not very like sticky, I'm like sure real fish. Yeah, Wait. like they tape real fish. Oh. Is that that? Yeah. Okay. It was dead. It was a dead okay. fish, actually. Oh, that makes it better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do do an eyebrow. Nice. Some Nelly. Oh, nice. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh, you look like when I slammed the car door into my face. <laughs> what? <laughs> Slam the car door on your face? I, my senior year of high school, I opened a car door, but also started getting in at the same time, and like wham, and hit it. I have, when my eyebrows grown out, like a s certain amount, I have a little bald spot. Oh. And I, for my lacrosse pictures senior year, I have a piece of medical tape on my eyebrow. It's horrible. You have a lot of stories. Yeah. <laughs> so many. <laughs> All right. No um, I guess I will start. Okay. <clears throat> iPhone. Water. Tablet. MacBook. Earth. Curtain? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I just yeah, it's fine. So, <laughs> oh. right. all right, your eyes are like closed. I know. <laughs> all right, should I start? Yeah. All right, let's. Um, mask. Cone. Watch. Tripod. COVID. Fern. Tablet. Vaccine. No. Obama. Pecan. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> talking about people now. I wasn't. I wasn't sure if if yours is quick enough and then I like I couldn't think of what a word did you say Kevin? Said, chicken? no you said Obama and <laughs> said I said McCain because uh, I'm like I don't know why it just popped by, into my head you know the word association of like ferns between two ferns the episode with Obama on it oh yeah I went rogue oh, that's gosh a, that's a great episode I literally put it on my eyeball <laughs> okay. okay oh it's me oh no okay what I know I'm just like running out of words for some reason <laughs> and it's any Absolutely word none. tiger Backpack. Mango. Monkey. Flower. Cross. Elephant. Curtain. Jet pack. Nail. Foot. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. That's that's like that's 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 yeah. Give me that. Okay. <laughs> it's like I was like sticking. It's like literally around your eye. Oh wow! Oh, that's the action. Well, uh, I'll keep cool. I'll keep this tape up. Okay. 
Starting with Francie. Cone. Oh, is it me? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Should I go again? Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, you don't get to go again. <laughs> oh, is she it said, me? She said cone. I was like, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I was like, wow. I'm just giving you ideas. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's see. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, I'll go. Um, pear. Mustache. Pool. Rap. Watermelon. Balloon. Classic. Banana. Sunscreen. Piano. Cord. Backpack. Guitar. Wheel. Trash can. Door. Dirt. Priest. Light. Door. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you said door. All I could think of was door. I'm really glad that we can say the same word on different rounds. Yes, I seriously. Have brought out backpack. <laughs> I would have run out Multiple of words times. already. Oh my gosh. Kona said every round. <laughs> Door also has made a couple of appearances. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, rosary. Camera. Cup. <laughs> Cross. Person. Cap. Church. Cat. Dog. <laughs> Flower. No. <laughs> <laughs> Flower. <laughs> In my mind. <laughs> this is a lot harder. I thought I because Schneeb. Uh, <laughs> that is not a word. <laughs> Alright. How many pieces of tape do you have? Three. Oh, I have three. I have two. Okay, we'll do first to five. First to five. First to five. Okay. Nice. Oh, thank you. Like creative. It. Getting creative. Okay. For the, for the fans. <laughs> Oh, I, d I messed that one up, so it's my turn. Yeah. All right. Uh, pole. Vacuum. Hydroflask. Water. Parking lot. Cone. Granola. Car. Door. Yogurt. Tesla. Mac. Watch. Closet. iPhone. Foot. Android. Dirt. Knee. <laughs> Cup. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I lost count. Of, like, I couldn't. How do you keep coming up with new words? I don't know. I pick a category in my head. Yeah, I'm like, okay, music. Or I'm like just trying to say the cars. words that we said before. I just don't I... listen to what other people are saying because that's what throws me off. Mm. Uh, yeah. I feel like I listen too much because then I'm trying to not say what they said. Gotcha. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I, if I do, oh shoot, if I'm out one more, I lose. Mm -hmm. oh, pressure, pressure, pressure. Okay. Elephant. Papacy. Clock. Monkey. Rosary. Hope. Dog. Mary. Bishop. Cat. Mop. Table. Kitten. Chair. Chair. Dang it! <laughs> oh, I was, I, in my head I was like, I'm gonna do chair. <laughs> if they say it right before you, like, you have nothing else. Yeah, I'm like, that's, the, that's what I had in mind. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Another eyebrow? Another eyebrow here? Yeah, put on the eyebrow there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Give me a second. That's I that's a second. no word yeah, for in sure. my brain. <laughs> okay, you got three o three o three on Francie. Four. Four. One. Four. Four. One. Four. No, no, no. Three. Three. three? I got three. Okay, I got four. Okay, I, I got, got three. three. We just gotta take out Anna. Whoa. Yeah. Easy. Whoa. I, Let's do this. As much as I love you, <laughs> do a little attack. This is a competition. <laughs> Talking like, to one of the most competitive people on the planet. <laughs> I was just like, if you lose, then we. <laughs> okay, okay. But we'll see. It will happen. Right. Um, oh, it's me. Um, let's see. Let's go with um, Africa. Mask. Umbrella. Europe. Table. Vent. 
door chair bag backpack tape sticker pig mic camera pear iphone cone dragon fruit shoe oh <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> oh you know? no thoughts head empty <laughs> okay why it's does my it feel fourth. so it feels like it's farther every time <laughs> okay so now unless kevin gets one or gets out it's it's, it's me or franzi I you guys got you it. Had four. A, a three. <gasps> okay. okay, let's go for Kevin now. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel it. <laughs> let's go for Kevin. Let's go for Kevin. Okay, let's, let's do this. It. it feels very weird to have so much tape on my face. It's a little it's distracting. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, feels kind of natural. <laughs> <laughs> feels right. <laughs> Can that be your thumbnail for yeah. right now? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there we go. That's it. That has to be it. Okay. I'm running out of words that exist in the English language. <laughs> you can repeat them. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's it's you. Oh, it is indeed me. Repeat. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was that that is was that the word? word? Oh, sorry, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll start over. Gotcha. Repeat. Cross. Fern. Rope. Rosary. Camera. Plant. Tinsel. Cord. Foot. Tree. Hydroflask. Shoe. Ornament. iPhone. Tape. Camera. Mac. Teeth. Purifier. Chair. Hand. Door. Door. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of door and then you said door. Door always gets us, bro. I lost. Oh my gosh. I lost. <laughs> yeah. Victory feels good. I didn't even have to punch anyone in the face for it. <laughs> You didn't have to punch anyone in the face for that dub. Let's yeah. go. Nice. That was actually really fun. It was a little harder than I thought. Can we get an up close of our faces? So difficult. Yes. Okay. Here. Show it off. Show it off, Francie. Work for wow. us. Work. Wow. Work. Wow. <laughs> Vogue. Another thing. And we got ours. <laughs> oh my gosh. I look so scary. You look like a Picasso. <laughs> I love it. All right. Awesome. Let's get detailed. <laughs> so thank you, Fancy, for playing with us. That was really fun. That to was say super challenge. fun. And I took the L. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, hard. It's it was a difficult game. I thought it would be a lot easier for some reason. Yeah, would totally me too. recommend playing with your friends and family. That is fun. It's really cool. Yeah. There has to be a consequence though, like the tape. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. If there's no consequence, then yeah. You we know. could also totally sure. play another time with like a more intense consequence. Yes. Uh, but no, thank you so much for playing. But we want to get into the core of it now and talk about your faith journey. Yes. The reason why we do this podcast, we want to dive into your first encounter with Christ, how you grew up in the church, mm -hmm. and especially your missionary year. So mm -hmm. wherever you want to start, wherever you want to take it, um, tell us a little bit about your faith journey. Yeah, for sure. So um, I grew up in a Catholic family. Like, it's glaringly obvious because I'm one of six kids. Uh, mm. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so we would go to Mass every Sunday, uh, but that was kind of, like, the extent of it. Like, that was mm. kind of our whole family. Like, that was, we're Catholic. Yeah. We go to Mass every Sunday. Um, and, and then when I was going into fifth grade, my parents were like, we want at least a couple of our kids to have a Catholic education. Okay. Catholic education. Just a couple of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of too late for a few. So, uh, the three youngest. And so they transferred us to a private Catholic middle school in the area. And I was the most defiant of it. I hated the mm. idea of it. I would actually, 
10-year-old me would go into my mom's computer where she had bookmarked potential schools and like mm. delete the bookmarks. Oh, wow. I That's want, conniving. I, oh, yeah. Didn't do <laughs> anything. 10 years old? <laughs> but uh, I, I had a mission. And I was just, I didn't like the idea of it. I liked that I could walk to school. I liked that I had friends, mm -hmm. you know, it was, my siblings had all gotten there. Like we all had the same kindergarten teacher. We all had the same first grade teacher. It was, it was comfortable. It was what I knew and I didn't want to leave. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and, but you know, I was 10, so we ended up transferring and my parents actually told us that we were transferring in public because they thought it would soften the blow a little bit. Oh, so huh. we were at um, Bold choice. a an ice cream shop in the area called Sweet Retreat. If you've oh. ever been to Sweet Retreat, yes. Yes. Sweet Retreat, yes. uh, the original location before it burned down. Oh, and uh, so they're softening it with ice cream as well. Yeah, so we're outside. <laughs> my tongue is blue, and my parents are like, all right. So you know how we we're talking about possibly moving schools? We found the school. We're gonna we're gonna transfer. Ooh. And I lost it. Like, I was so mad. I threw a full-fledged fit in public. Oh. Their plan did not work. <laughs> oh, no. I, just this time I had ice cream on my hands while I was doing it. <laughs> and I was so mad. And we ended up going there, and I did not have a great time at that middle school. Mm. Um, it was really hard. I was in a class of 18 kids. Like, that was my entire grade. What? And so you couldn't really choose your friends. It was like you have to be amicable with everyone, yeah. which you should oh, be in life. But it's hard when you're like in middle in school, school yeah. like going through all of the changes that happen in middle school mm -hmm. and you don't get to choose who you're friends with. Oh, my goodness. Um, but the people that had the biggest impact on me there were the priests. Like mm. we had a handful of priests there who were fantastic. Like they nice. were awesome people. Um, one of them... They were, it was a legionary school. So one of them, Father Timothy Lyons, he, oh, um, love him. He's awesome great. Awesome guy. Yeah. He came to my little brother's sec, his birthday party in second grade. And for that party, my mom had cut up PVC pipes for everyone and everyone made their own marshmallow shooter. Oh, oh, wow. And Father Timothy made his own and was just going around like sniping the children. <laughs> <laughs> and it was awesome. Like, oh my gosh. My older brothers who were that. in high school were like, this priest is so cool. <laughs> my brother said, we always like laugh about how my brother's like, I've never seen a priest shoot a kid with a marshmallow before. <laughs> we need more priests with marshmallows. Uh, yes, exactly. absolutely. Honestly, in uh, mass, like if they see a kid would, not paying attention. That would have been helpful during COVID too. I know I'm not, yeah. okay, I'm not being serious for those that are taking it no. seriously. But it's not sacrilegious, but like communion. Like, yeah. <laughs> Do you see any, any of the only. pictures of the priests that had like um, super soakers with yeah. holy water? Yes, baptism. baptism. <laughs> gotta get creative you know um but yeah the priests were really cool i really love them we're still friends with a lot of them that's awesome um and so they were kind of the only redeeming factor there hmm. but i had it in my mind i was like okay i came to the school all these people are catholic but they're kind of rude oh and like are all catholic people this rude like um, i don't like this vibe it was yeah. I, I didn't like it and so i kind of came out of middle school like i don't really want to be Catholic because everyone who's Catholic is mean. Mm. Mm. Like besides the priest, I was like, they just kind of seem mean. Yeah. Um, and then when I went to high school, I went to Notre Dame, San Jose. Down nice. Down. Um, and go I had oh, Irish. No, uh, go regents. Go regents. We don't chant that at sports games because it sounds too much like rejects. Um, <laughs> but each class picks their own colors and mascot. So we were the purple and yellow dragons. 
Um, okay. It's confusing. They used to be the Gremlins, and then the movie came out, so they changed it. It's a whole thing. Go rejects. Um, <laughs> go rejects. Go rejects. <laughs> no one came to our games anyway. Oh. Um, but uh, I went to the school, and I had this teacher, my freshman sophomore year, this religion teacher, who was like awesome. She was so cool. Mm. Um, she was fun. She was passionate about her faith, and she her biggest thing that she drove home was your faith has to be something you choose. It can't be something that's forced on you. Yeah. Oh, love and, that. Very true. Um, later, like in years when I was teaching confirmation, it was like so many of you are here because your parents are making you be here. Like this should be your choice. Mm-hmm. That's the point of confirmation. Is oh, you're parents choosing hate it hearing that. For yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah. They hate it, but it's the truth. Absolutely. Yeah, um, for sure, for sure. And so she was kind of the person who encouraged me to get confirmed, and I like look, looked into it and went to the parish my family was at at the time. I was like, okay, I'm gonna get confirmed. And I helped because my sister was one of the people helping to teach the class. Mm. So I was like, okay, I'm comfortable with fee. Like, yeah. I'll be good. And so that was kind of how it started. And then from there, I started teaching confirmation at that parish. And then the next year I started teaching at another parish as well. Um, and then just kind of like snowballed into like falling in love with the diocese and all the people in it, mm. including Anna and Kevin. Um, <laughs> I mean, Anna came a little bit later. I did, I did. Um, <laughs> but like, it was, I accredit me being Catholic to Mrs. Mofish. Like Aww. she, she's the coolest. I don't even think she knows that. She works uh-huh. at a different school now. Um, but she was just awesome. And she like, you know, a high population of the school wasn't Catholic. And she was like, I understand that. Like some of you came here just because of the education. You didn't mm-hmm. come here for the faith. However, yeah. I'm gonna teach it because that's why we're here in a religion class. Like yeah. I'm gonna teach you about the Catholic faith. Yeah. Um, which I just thought was awesome. She was amazing at her job. Wow. Yeah. The, impact, the impact that she had is incredible. And like, I don't know if you're in contact with her, but you should yeah. totally send her at least I was about to that say. segment. Should. And she'd be like, just listen to this part. <laughs> Hello. Hi, I know you haven't heard from me. Um, I but didn't do a lot of homework in your class, but you changed my life. <laughs> Thank you for my faith. I mean, just that and the For sure. So I'm interested to hear how you went from this 10-year-old who was deleting Catholic schools from her mom's <laughs> bookmarks to a missionary. Yeah, what the heck? Like, <laughs> that, are, are they that the flipped. same people? How, how did we get there? Um, so my sister did a mission year, actually. She did it with a different organization, though. What did Mm -hmm. she do it with? She did it with Regnum Christi Mission Corps, um, which is, Regnum Christi is the bigger organization, which, like, the Legionaries of Christ are a part of. Mm -hmm. Nice. And so my mom, my dad, and my sister are all members of Regnum Christi. So my sister did that, and she was in the Philippines for a year. Wow. Um, She worked at a school in Manila and just, like, ran their, um... Regnum Christie has a program called Challenge, so it's like girls clubs, basically. Nice. So her and two other women ran that in Manila. Um, and she would always come home and be like, this is so amazing. Or no, she didn't always come home. She came home once. <laughs> uh, she would talk to me on the phone and be like, this is such an amazing experience. Like, Francie, you should really do it. And I was like, yeah, no, it doesn't really sound like it's for me. Yeah. No, thanks. Mm. Um, because she only lived primarily with women. Oh, okay. And even though I went to an all-girls high school, I've always, because I have four brothers, gotten along with boys, like, super well. You also probably had enough of women going to an all-girls high school. Mm, (laughs) That's true. I, like, need, like, a male presence, kind of. I feel a lot more comfortable when there's a mixture of genders in a room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so I was like, you know, I can't just live with women 
for a year. Like that sounds kind of horrible to me. <laughs> um, like I loved that she did it, but I was like, it's not my thing. I yeah. could never. And so, you know, I did my first year of college. And during that, I was talking to um, one of my mom's friends. And she was like, oh, yeah, I did a mission year with an organization called NET. I was like, oh, what is, What's what the that? heck is that? Yeah. She was like, well, they do, um, their whole thing is they lead retreats. Like they go around mm. and they lead retreats. And I was like, oh, that kind of sounds like my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the idea of this because I love leading retreats. Yeah, yeah, and you already had tons of experience with um, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like do it for the diocese as much as I could. And mm-hmm. Chris uh, Martisich mm-hmm. like was always like, hey, Francis, you want to be a retreat leader? <laughs> heck yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> And I just like wasn't happy in college. And I knew that later I wanted to continue college, but my mom was like, you should take a gap year. Like mm. it could help. Like yeah. you never know, um, which I'm They're so blessed. Know. That They're gonna know. <laughs> How would they know? <laughs> you dropped out of school. <laughs> um, but I'm so blessed that my parents are like, your educational journey is your own. Like if you want to go to community college first, save yourself some money, do that. If you want mm-hmm. to go to a four year, do that. If you want to take a year off, do that. Like they're so supportive. And so. Your parents sound really, really rad by the seriously. way. Uh, like, they're awesome. Like they're being so encouraging cool. every step of the way. And then no, and that's no knock to parents who, you know, encourage their kids to go to college immediately. That's, right. that's no knock, but yeah. to be so supportive of like, hey, your education journey is your own. Or like if fall, basically following your own vocation Mm -hmm. and encouraging you to do that is so rad yeah no they're awesome i my parents are the coolest um they're like tiktoks can i know (laughs) tiktok viral so got some good videos my mom too (laughs) um but yeah they were they were like yeah no like that sounds kind of fun and so i kind of started stalking that on instagram and being like this looks kind of cool um, and looking into it, and I found out that they were having a, because um, the way they do interviews is they do interview retreat weekends. So they come oh, to a okay. parish in your area, and you do a couple days where you, like, you know, they see how you can write a talk, and you play together. And, you, and it happened to be at St. William's. Um, oh, so oh, at nice. my parish. So you're like, this is convenient. And <laughs> so I went, and there was one other person there. Um, oh. Shout out to Paolo. <laughs> he uh, he ended up being on net too, and it was just us and a couple of interviewers. And at one point, I was talking to them, and I was like, "Yeah, no, like if you guys get the chance to explore the area a little bit, like you should go to my favorite boba place." And they were like, "Well, yeah, like we've got time right now. Do you guys want to just like we can do part of it there?" <laughs> so we like went nice. over to Boba Bar in downtown <laughs> interview. <and laughs> Yeah, at a boba place. One of them, it was his first time having boba, and he wow. was not a fan. He uh, thought it was weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not for everyone. No, it's not. <laughs> the texture, but, the yeah. oh, I shapes. Love it. Um, but it was super cool, and I was like, okay, I really like these people. Like, they seem awesome. And so I applied and got in and decided to go and ended up in Minnesota. <laughs> wow. So how, I mean... How do they do the placement process of like where, cause I know I have a friend who is a youth minister in Bakersfield now, um, but she did a net missionary year as well. How do they decide where you're going to be doing your retreats? You said you did yours in the Midwest. Like mm-hmm. how does that happen? So um, you have a little bit of input in it. Um, like a tiny You tiny like bit. the Midwest? All that I said, no. well, <laughs> I'm, I'm moving to the Midwest. <laughs> um, she, yeah, but, she, you want, you want to share yeah, I'm going to North Dakota. 
Um, for college. For college. I've been told by many coworkers they don't believe me and they think that's a fake place. It doesn't sound uh, real, but okay. <laughs> Wait, North Dakota? North Dakota. What's the school again? It's called the University of Mary. It's in Bismarck. Um, I mean, what better university yeah. than the University Seriously. of Mary? It's true. Uh, I'm very wow. excited. But yeah, so I was in the Midwest. My only request was I didn't want to be in California because ah. as much as I love California, I've lived here my whole life. Mm. Um, and I wanted to experience something new. And so they have that, and then there's a lot of prayer that goes into it, and they place you on teams. Um, they normally don't send you back to where you're from. However, a lot of people from Minnesota do net, and so it's hard to not have any Minnesotans on what they call the home team. Oh, okay. okay. Um, yeah, so I, on my team, um, we also have, we had international missionaries. Um, so we had a chunk of people from Spain, from Mexico, from Ireland, one from Canada, uh, one from the Netherlands. Oh, um, rad. So it was, it was super cool. We had a bunch of international people. And so on my team, our two internationals um, were one from Spain. Tomas Tuesdays. Tomas, the star of Tomas Tuesdays. Uh, and then Anna Jordan, who's from England. Oh, um, nice. Who's delightful. <laughs> and um, so we had those two internationals and then myself from California, one other person, Jocelyn from California. She's from mm -hmm. SoCal. Um, and then we had Rachel and Liz from Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, that's how many people do I have so far? Me, Tomas, Anna, Liz, Rachel, um, Jocelyn. And then we had Alex, oh, who was also from California. He's from Turlock, huh. um, which is like central, I think. Yeah, I have a friend from Turlock. Um, nice. Then we had Vincent from Virginia. And then we had um, Savannah from Illinois. And then who am I forgetting? Holy cats. Braden from Wisconsin. Mm. Wow. Uh, so it was a hodgepodge of people. Pretty good mix. Yeah. yeah. How was the dynamic in you just met these people and now you're doing everything together and probably in stressful situations as yeah. well? It was really hard adjusting because you go through four weeks of training and you kind of, you make friends. You find your group of people and it's very rare that people from that group are on your team. Because they okay. pay attention to who you're kind of latching on to. And then they don't put you with them. They don't put you with them because <laughs> they don't want you coming in with like pre-existing relationships. Gotcha. Because that kind of yeah. is harder to make that relationship with your whole team then. Gotcha. And so it was really hard. Um, I actually had a moment of extreme frustration about a week into being on the road when one of my teammates accidentally opened up my film camera um, and destroyed a, a whole roll oh. of film from training. And I was like, those were my friends. And now it's gone. And I was very frustrated. Um, but it was a good that moment hurts. to detach from material things. Um, yes. But it didn't mean that it didn't hurt. It was, it was hard. Um, but it was really difficult. I mean, a lot of prayer went into it, a lot of patience. Um, I mean, some of us clicked right away. The girl who's gonna be my roommate next year, Liz, mm -hmm. who was on my team, she and I are both the fifth of six kids. We're Whoa. both, we both played lacrosse in high school. Everyone would mix us up. They thought we looked very similar. Um, we're just very similar people. And so right away, we just kind of like, and now you're literally nice. gonna be roommates. Yeah, together. we're gonna be living together, which is and amazing. They were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> they were roommates. Um, but yeah, it was. It really depended on the people, and so it was. It was hard, but it was. The entire experience itself was completely worthwhile. Like I, 
would never regret doing it and definitely grew as a person for sure how did so you're doing you told us uh, actually a couple weeks ago that you did through net you did hundreds of retreats Mm -hmm. my team um because of covid we got pulled off the road after seven months so it's a nine month commitment but for us we only did seven okay my team did the most retreats and we hit 101 wow 100 retreats how do you stay spiritually filled yes because like when you i mean everyone knows if you've been on a retreat if you've led a retreat especially that you are emptying yourself for for the sake of teams and young people encountering christ and you rely on the holy spirit of course but like it does drain a lot of energy doing spiritual things such as retreats Mm -hmm. how how did you do them so constantly like constantly living in retreat life it was hard um I mean, the biggest thing that they kind of drilled into us in training was the importance of personal prayer and like spending time with God every morning, Mm. like have that time by yourself. Um, We also, once a week we would have a team day. So someone would plan, you know, we would go to, we would go bowling or something like that, where Mm -hmm. we like had a little break from ministry and would do something fun together. Um, We also did team prayer every day, which was, um, we would do like praise and worship together for an hour. Um, so it was like, you had to make sure that you were spiritually filled yourself before you were giving to these teens. Yeah. Um, especially because we were ministering to middle schoolers through high schoolers. And so like, wow, that's a huge spectrum of like, Oh, absolutely. Different ways you need to minister to people. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it was definitely like looking at it. There were a lot of graces from God that were just... Mm getting poured out on us um and you would people in training would always talk about like you will notice things where you're going to be like oh my gosh i just want a burger like right now and then you'll go to your host family and they'll have burgers for dinner Mm. like you'll have those little things where god's like okay they need this to pull through and they show up i love that yeah i mean going into connecting to that so with the hundreds of retreats you've done like how does that what did that teach you about kind of yourself and your your relationship with God and um Mm. and you know and going on to that what what does that mean when you know we and teaching church stuff teaching kids we always teach that you know it's service right service more than more than anything so what what is your idea or what does true service mean to you um in in terms of the church sorry that's a big big question (laughs) yeah Um, so let's take it in parts yeah I kind of took parts yeah so let's let's start with you know what did you learn about yourself and, and and your relationship with God I learned that um, I absolutely positively cannot do any of it on my own. Mm. Like anything that happened during retreat, during like post-retreat, pre-retreat, during team life, like any of it was, even if it was something that I was physically doing, like it was because of something that God has given me, whether it's a gift or the patience in that particular moment. Like it was because I am someone who's, naturally very prideful and I like Mm. taking credit Mm -hmm. when I've done something good like that yeah I know that about myself Mm -hmm. and this was an amazing moment to learn like no like a lot of that is God (laughs) he's using you as an instrument Mm -hmm. but ultimately all that glory is going to him or should be going to him wow um 
I feel like I needed to hear that. <laughs> yes, I did too. I'm like, wow, that's a good reminder. Oh my god, <laughs> that's amazing. It's hard though. It's ridiculously humbling to yeah. know that in the grand scheme of things, he's the only one really doing anything. Because okay, I think we have the tendencies as humans to, and I think I've talked about this before, but like we want control of our lives. Yes. Like more than anything, we want to feel like we have the power to dictate what happens in our lives. And we want the, the, we, we think we know the answer. We think we know what's right. We think we know how things are supposed to pan out in our lives, but Mm -hmm. to surrender that control and to like, kind of tell your ego, like, yo, like take a seat for a second and, and, and giving it to God and be like, actually, like, I can't do this unless he works through me because our own power, even what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, how like, Mm -hmm oh man we don't have the energy to do the things we used to it's like no crap we don't yeah god has Has that and it's like it's so easy to get lost to get lost in the sauce (laughs) lost in the sauce (laughs) it's so easy to get lost in it Mm -hmm. and think that like i need to do these things out of my own accord out of my own energy and then it's 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 telling your pride to sit down and be like actually like I can only do these things through the energy God gives me yeah. and through how he's working through me and being an instrument of his. Of his yeah. Obviously. And it's the great thing about doing ministry in a diocese and being in a consistent place for a long amount of time is that a lot of times you get to see the fruits of your labor. Like mm. you get to like reconnect with people and like, and see the growth and see the growth and see mm. the relationship that they have with others and with Christ. And, but when we were doing this, these retreats, they could go anywhere from two hours to two days. Wow. And so you have a four-hour retreat and you leave to go to the next state. You have no idea the impact you've had. Yeah. Like that's, you've done that's what you tough. can. The rest is in God's hands. And it's hard. Mm. It's so hard because you want to see the good that you've done. You want to see the fruit of your labor. And, and right. seeing the fruit yeah. also kind of gives you that motivation and that energy right. to like, oh, like this is why Keep I do going. what I do. Yeah. But when you're not seeing it, you, it's, you have to trust then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to trust that, okay, well, like I planted the seed. I did what I could through God working through me. And like God's going to do the rest. Yeah. 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 And every once in a while you'd have a retreat or, you know, even like a host families like child like do or say something he'd be like okay i can keep going like i got this wow. like that's that push that i need that's awesome that's beautiful that dude. Is really beautiful did you take a um you said you took a year off of school to to do this yes so one of my one of one of the things i love about my parents and it sounds like your parents would agree is that um they say that you know travel is the best education mm-hmm. travel and meeting new people meeting new experiences do you think that you learned the knowledge that you learned from this year of traveling and, and doing these retreats with with the ministry do you think that's it surpasses anything that you could have learned in that year of sitting in a classroom oh absolutely okay <laughs> i mean you learn a lot in school but it's a different type of learning yeah and it's you know i mean the most important thing should be your relationship with christ and so mm-hmm. to do Amen. something where everything is centered around that yeah is can be a punch in the stomach because you're learning a lot, you know, like my old middle school principal would always say, like, if you pray for patience, God's going to give you oh, an opportunity to be patient. Yes. Um, like I, I prayed the litany of humility once and it <laughs> came back to smack me in the face. <laughs> um, like it. Great litany. You know, <laughs> I highly recommend it works. Uh, it's not like the bars, like a Catholic mixtape or something. I prayed the litany of humility once. <laughs> Never again. 
oh my gosh yeah no god god will give you opportunities to be humble you pray for something you will get those opportunities to practice that which you are asking Mm -hmm. for was there any instance in your in that year that you just felt just you're angry or like challenged or you're just like yeah what was the most difficult part like like god why am i in this like why am i doing this Probably the most difficult part was team life yeah. um, and just my relationships with my teammates because you are living with nine other people mm. and eating with nine other people yeah. and driving around in a 15 passenger van with nine other people. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes you just would like a break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I. That's a lot of personalities. Like it's a lot. No knock to your team because you throw any nine strangers. I mean, it sounds like an MTV show. Yeah. <laughs> you put things people, people all around the world. All around the country. People stop being polite and start oh. getting real. <laughs> Check out Net. <laughs> On the road with Net, Net Ministries. Ministries. Dude, that would be, I would have watched that. I would have watched that. Seriously. And then you have the your tr- testimonials, you're looking to the camera and you're like, I can't stand her. I can't do it. God, She's please give me. She's a child of God, but no, my goodness. The that drama, the deadpan looking directly into the camera. <laughs> That'd be so good. Someone's just like crying silently. I just need to go pray. <laughs> hey, hey, Net Ministries, if you ever want to make that a reality, <laughs> we can produce it. Hit it up. Hit us up. We'll produce it. it for you. We'll travel. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. Great marketing for you guys. I'm just saying, throw yeah. it out there. <laughs> um, so within that year, I mean, on the road and just doing all these retreats, does that change your image of service in the church? Or has that, how has that impacted your vision of like what true service is in the church? Um, you know, I think the biggest part of serving anyone is using what you've learned through other experiences and so i definitely at the end of the year was like i'm so excited to go back to the diocese of san jose Mm. um and be like (laughs) i missed you guys uh and be like hey here's a cool idea that we had like and Mm. sharing that Mm. um and also there were things from the diocese of san jose that i took with me and like would suggest um i'm curious like why i so from a youth minister my uh small group leader my freshman not my freshman year my first year going to dyr so incoming senior year Mm -hmm. okay um the icebreaker we did was we were handed a roll of toilet paper and we were told take what you need to get the job done Uh. and then you would pass it to the next person and then at the end everyone has a certain number of squares and Mm -hmm. then you pass it to the person you're right and for every square you have you have to say a fun fact Mm, um, and nice. so when I had extra time with a small group, I would absolutely do that. Yeah. I loved that. It was yeah. so fun. Take what you need to get the job done. Everybody's yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to get all of them. It's like, oh. <laughs> and then the fact that you pass it to the right is great, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you can either set someone up for success or total failure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But it was it was great to know that the things I was learning were going to help me later in life just in a practical way, mm-hmm. but also, um, you know, I could bring it and share it with other people. Of course. Nice. Yeah. So I do have a question. We, we talked before the podcast. I don't know if this was actually on. You said, I hope I don't do too many like Gen Z TikTok isms. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do have a question because we were talking about you potentially being our, our youngest guest or like our first Gen Z guest. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of talks about Gen Z versus millennials. It's all crap. Like you guys just, you're just, I don't know, you're, you're teens being teens. Yeah. And Sorry. like the people who get personally offended by Gen Z is like, yeah. come on. They are children. Yeah. 
but what I wanted to ask you is that what do you think Gen Z most wants to see from the church? Mm. Or like mm. what Gen Z most needs from the church at this time? Honestly, a big thing is something we already have going for us. And I think that's Pope Francis. Mm. I think he's fantastic. I think he's so cool. Um, I think the big, you know, like his um, encyclical Laudato Si, like talking about like care for God's creation and absolutely, you know, climate change and all of that. Like that is so important, and I'm so glad that he's passionate about that. Yeah, um, I think that uh, it's so important for the church to talk about mental health. Mm. Um, absolutely, I think that. I don't I think Gen Z, something that I've seen, and honestly, a lot of this is through like social media and through TikTok. Oh, for sure. Is for the most part, um, and I, there's a little bit of a divide in Gen Z. Like there's a difference between me and a freshman in high school. Oh, yeah, like, of course. Oh, yeah. You're not all grouped group. together. Uh, exactly. Yeah. But I've been seeing a lot of just like this mentality of find your truth. And I think there is sort of a mentality, at least developing, that if you find happiness and fulfillment and truth in religion, then other people should support you in that. Hmm. Um, something that I think is just so interesting is like modesty culture, which when I was a child was very toxic, very like, you know, protect the other people around you. It was it was also like shaming, and, and, and even growing up, I'll speak just, from my own experience yeah even growing up in the church that i had bakersfield tends to be very conservative and it was very much like shaming young girls like you need to dress a certain way because you're tempting the boys it's like the boys need to mind their own business yeah Yeah. like if i'm dressing modest like yes modest is hottest all the oh my gosh (laughs) that 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 just like pinged a memory and just made me like shudder (laughs) fight or flight (laughs) yeah that was really scary um it's the the intention behind it is great i understand that like when you're going to mass like you know you maybe shouldn't wear the shortest of things but like also come as you are and i think when you have that mentality of like shaming young women into like you're the one tempting men to sin or young boys to sin it's like no we're not teaching the young boys to like get their own ish together right yeah yeah and there's a problem in that. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. i think i've seen kind of a switch in that like if you are someone who embraces like a modesty culture like power to yeah mm-hmm. um and i think in the church something like a mentality that's been lost was the idea behind it is the intention mm. like if you are dressing in order to get an inappropriate look from someone that's different than I feel very liberated and I feel good about myself in this outfit and it doesn't inhibit my ability to praise the Lord yeah or even like I mean they say like oh like when girls wear makeup or a lot of makeup they're like oh like why do you why are you doing that like are you are you doing that for someone else or to get someone's attention it's like like, what if that makes them feel good about themselves right like it's the same concept yeah. it's yeah. like they're doing that and they feel empowered they feel confident in the, in the person that god created them to be like mm-hmm. more power to them right like it's not like i don't know I, I don't like the idea of like oh well it's distracting others from worshiping it's like that seems that's, like a uh, them, that's problem. them problem yeah, that's not a <laughs> yeah. you problem <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but i think that i've seen a lot of people just encouraging others to like if you are someone who like wants to live in that you know, like traditional modesty culture, like 
do it. Yeah. Yeah, like wear sure. a maxi dress if you want to. Mm. But also there's this understanding that those people in that culture also respect if someone decides not to. Yeah. Um, and so I think that a big thing that needs to be seen in the church um, is just understanding that no one is perfect and mm. that you, you know, I mean, you hear this all the time, but like only God can judge yeah. to walk up to another person when they're not hurting anyone by what they're doing and be like, you should cut that out. Mm. Even, I don't really know where I'm going with this. It's okay. <laughs> like to walk up to another person and call them out about something that they're doing, um, especially when it's not hurting someone else. Well, if it's not hurting someone else is it's hurtful and you see like there's a trend going around now about like people who like say something super judgmental and mm -hmm. then like sing this Christian song, you know, mm -hmm. because people have experienced that being yeah, like, sad. Jesus loves you, but you shouldn't wear those shorts, mm. you know? <sighs> and it's, that's the whole thing is unconditional love. Yeah. You know, he, like God doesn't love you any less because you're wearing running shorts instead of basketball shorts. Absolutely. He doesn't care. He yeah. cares about your soul. Oof. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's yeah. a one more time that's for the people in the back. <laughs> My gosh, I think that's I think that's so interesting because when I picture like what Jen, if I were to ask this question, I would assume like what my answer would be is like I would expect Gen Z to be like, well, we want a church that practices what they preach. Yeah, you know, and just like not not only like say it at the pulpit or at mass, but like outside actually of it, like actually it live it out. Yeah. You know, is, is that true? Oh also? yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I think any generation needs that. Yeah, but absolutely. that's the thing is, the generations who have been failed by that, it's mm -hmm. that's how generations work. There's another one coming in, and there's a chance to start that healing and start that, you know, start on that positive path of like practice what you preach. I mean, yeah. it's all the time, you know, if I were telling kids in my small group, like, you should really get along with your siblings. And mm -hmm. then I was going and bickering with a teammate in the van. Like, yeah. it's not, even though they're not seeing that. Yeah, yeah. there's still a hypocrisy there. Right, yeah. exactly. And so really being intentional about the advice that you're giving, mm -hmm. you should be following it too. And even on a, in a positive way, Yeah, like going into an environment where you're telling teenage girls, like, you are a gift, you're beautiful, you are unconditionally loved, and then going home and being like, I am garbage, you know? Mm. And that's a journey that everyone needs to go on, right, yeah. in accepting yourself and self-love. Um, but, like, if you truly believe the things that you're saying, mm -hmm. like, say it to yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Wow. Because um, that's so important. Self-love, y'all. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, going off what you're saying, is that, um, our next question is, what advice would you give to Gen Z Catholics today? Your religion isn't um, previous generations' mistakes. I think wow. the people mm. who have given the church a bad name, you know, and, and hurt other people mm -hmm. aren't the church. Like, they aren't, that's not, you know, WWJD. That's yeah. not what Jesus would do. Yeah. Wow. Um, and you can be that positive influence. That was, I mean, I would tell myself every day when I was on the road, like, you could be the reason that someone decides that they want to follow this through. Hmm. You could be the reason that someone feels like they matter today. Yeah. And so 
you know, don't put half of your energy into it. Put your all into it because there could be a kid on this retreat who feels so alone Mm -hmm. and you could be the difference. Wow. You could be the presence of God. Right. Presence of Jesus there. And I think that's, that's so important because there are times in my own faith life and and working as a youth minister, Mm -hmm. you kind of, when you see the inside of the church, sometimes it's alarming to just be very honest. Yeah. And behind you, the scenes. To, when you see mm-hmm. the behind the scenes, it's like when you go to Disneyland. I remember, like, this <laughs> short metaphor. Uh, going to Disneyland, we had marching band. We would do the parade, and you'd go backstage, and you would, like, I remember seeing Goofy smoking a cigarette. And I was like, <laughs> No, you did not. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. The magic is gone. <laughs> yeah, they, and they say, Don't take any photos backstage. You're not allowed to for a reason because it ruins the magic. Yeah. And I equate working for the church can be like that sometimes you see the behind the scenes you see what really goes on you see how church leadership handles things sometimes and it can be very discouraging to be like absolutely wow i i remember when i first especially when i first started as youth minister i was like i expected the church to be better Yeah. I, I really did instead of like comparing it to like maybe a corporate um, career that like oh well the church like they care about people they love people like they they would treat people with kindness right and then I would see things that would happen I'm like dude we're no different like actually yeah. sometimes I think we're worse mm-hmm. like the hypocrisy that happens yeah. and what I love about what you said is that the church isn't the the mistakes that people have made whether that be abuse scandals that have happened where the church did not live up to being loving kind caring for others Mm -hmm. where the church was judgmental and told people that they were going to hell Mm -hmm. because of who they are Mm -hmm. like all those things that the church has got wrong Mm -hmm. like that is not how God calls us to live right and like I need to constantly remind myself of that because I get so discouraged sometimes I'm like I don't know if I'm cut out for it I don't know if I'm cut out people would ask me especially when the abuse scandals really hit the news um 2018 I want to say like oh you work for the Catholic Church like that was the reaction I got from people it's like oh oh you work for the Catholic Church and like it was kind of like oh well you're making a decision to support like abusers and making the decision to support and it's like and I had a hard time reconciling that this same church that absolutely like church as in like the people in it I should Mm -hmm. specify and the institution the abuse of power like completely destroyed people's lives like I know that wasn't God I know that that was not a holy moment none of those were holy moments but I had a hard time reconciling that the church that saved my life and made me the person I am today and brought these wonderful loving people in my life that showed me God's love also destroyed people's lives yeah. right hurt yeah. people deeply yeah and continues to do so and so like that is such a profound statement i feel like i'm gonna be thinking about that for days mm-hmm. about like can you say it one more time the church isn't oh boy the, the, the mistakes of past generations or something like that yeah the church isn't made up of the mistakes that past generations have made yeah it's like, that's because very that, profound that is what the church is about and should be about is healing mm. yeah you know and reconciliation it's, and reconciliation and forgiveness like that's the whole thing like that one was more Jesus time for the people thing. in the bag <laughs> gosh it's, it's you know those people who feel like you know they've gone too far but that's that's not possible with god you know mm. okay <laughs> seriously that's I, got nothing. <laughs> that's, I know, like, 
Thank you for thank you for thanks. okay. I I wanted to like I feel like I want to thank you for ministering to us. Yeah, <laughs> things you've said during this podcast has just have just been so profound, and they're gonna stick with me absolutely for for a really long time to come. So thank you deeply. I mean, I I don't know I, when I first met you, I didn't realize you were as young as you were when we first mm. met, which I guess we met when you were nineteen, probably. I think. Yeah, uh, I think I was nineteen. Yeah, summer of twenty nineteen. Yeah. Two thousand baby. Yeah, and it's like it's it's incredible because you were mature and wise far beyond your years when I met you then, and even more so. I can see the growth in you now, mm-hmm. past your missionary year, and, and like maybe the trials and challenges, <laughs> <laughs> the trials and challenges that you've gone through. Like I can see the growth in you, and I can see how the spirit is has lit a fire in your heart and is working through you because. I feel more spiritually filled than I have in a long time, just to be very honest. Absolutely. I'm so glad. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> and just giving it up to God. My yeah. This, look yeah. out for St. Francis. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Yeah, it's, I mean, it was the year that I did my mission year, I got through it because of the people that I met. Not mm. necessarily even my team, but the people I met on the road. Mm. Oh, um that. And I had one retreat in particular. It was my favorite retreat. Yeah. Um, and it was at this high school in San Antonio, Texas. We spent two months in Texas. And um, it was the juniors at this high school. And there were 300 of them. So oh. they split it up into two days. We had 150 one day, 150 the next day. Wow. wow. And That's the first so day. <laughs> she put on a DYR casually. Yeah. Was, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was exhausting. The first day, they hated us. They did not like us at all. They thought we weren't funny, which, like, to be fair, some of our jokes are not great. <laughs> um, but they they weren't really interested in what we had to say, which occasionally we had that. You know, it's like you're ministering to middle schoolers and high schoolers. Not everything you say is going to resonate with them. And so after the first day, going into the second day, I was going to have to give the talk. I was horrified. I was so scared. I was like, these 17-year-olds are going to eat me alive, which why do I care about the opinion of a 17 year old doing, doing hard the Lord's work? Yeah. You do though. But I you have do. to care. I'm like, oh, you really do. Do they like me? You have to. And I was going into it and I um, started the day and because of the way the timing worked out, we, I gave the talk before we even went into small groups for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was up there and I was so nervous. I'm someone who loves public speaking. I think it's so fun. And I was, shaking in my boots i, was I mean so 150 scared. 17 year olds uh, count, count me out yeah i'm they, like no thank you <laughs> after we spent like six hours just being judged by 170 or 150 50, 17 yeah. year old it was terrifying and i went up there and i started you know the the story that i told at the beginning of it was when i fell in love with basketball and i talk about how when i was a little kid um i was playing in a game and i um i had this habit of my dad loved it he loved it he was my coach um, if someone stole the ball from me or I traveled or anything negative happened, I would hang my head in the middle of the basketball court and cry. Oh, um, oh my gosh. In the middle of the game. I thought you were going to be like, I hit them. I'm like, oh, wow. No, I didn't expect I would stand there and cry. At all. Just in the middle of the court? For the first three years of my basketball career, I would stand in the middle of the court and cry. And my dad would have to pull me out of the game and be like, you need to pull yourself together. This is how the game works. Like, come on. And so... And then I would pull myself together and then get back in the game and then something nice. bad would happen again. It was this horrible cycle. <laughs> um, and so I'm telling this story and I realized like halfway through, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're listening to me. 
Like they're not online shopping like yesterday. This is weird. Mm. And so I like kind of get it got a little more confident in my skin and um and one of my teammates was like yeah i saw a click for you that they didn't hate you and you felt okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, and i was you know i I finished the story with it was the minute i fell in love with basketball was when this little boy stole the paw out of my hands and i went Mm -hmm. to go cry and then i was filled with like this like rage and i was like wait a second I can go get him back. Yeah. yeah. And I ran Punch back the down face. the court. <laughs> I ran back down the court with my fist in the air. My <laughs> it started from somewhere. She was, give it back. Steve was standing there on the sideline like, oh no. <laughs> he knew he couldn't stop it. And I ran on the court with my fist in the air. And I stopped just inches away from this poor little boy. And I like, was like, okay, I can't do that. So I like put my fist down. <laughs> And I stole the ball back and I ran back down the court and I made a shot. Nice. And it was like, it was from my perspective and the perspective of my teammates, the, I had given that talk a million times. That was the time I did it the best. Like it was, and it was because I was comfortable. Yeah. And that was just, it ended up being my favorite retreat because I had this girl in my small group who was literally me as a junior in high school. No. Of like, I, I won't share anything she says because what happens in small group stays in small group. Of course. Uh, her name was respect. Nina. She was fantastic. The sweetest girl. That sounds really like I'm hyping myself up, but she was delightful. <laughs> um, and she just was like me as a junior in high school. And um, one of her friends on the retreat was like, you are Nina. And I was mm-hmm. like, yes. Yeah, we've noticed. Mm. She was in my small group and we were like, we're very similar people. Wow. Um, and it was so cool because I got to minister to like myself, <laughs> like say all the things that I needed to hear as a junior in high school, wow. because what I was dealing with as a junior in high school, she was also dealing with. And it was like, it was fantastic. It was such a gift that I could basically minister to my younger self. Yeah. Um, and I'm amazing. still in contact with her. Um, she's fantastic. She's so cool. But it was, that was my favorite retreat of all time. It was, and it was things like that that kept me going, where it was like, oh my gosh, like I just got to minister to a younger Francie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but those were, those kinds of things were like the kind of little energy boost that you needed to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I love that. And thank you so much for sharing all these stories. <laughs> I feel like we could have, gosh, we could talk for hours just to hear, unpack all the stories that you have. Maybe Even, we need a part two. I would Definitely. love a part two. Um, <laughs> I'm not opposed. <laughs> um, so we want to conclude our episode with the segment that we always do, our deep question segment. So you know the drill. We ask you to pick a number between one and 200. We will find a corresponding deep question, ask you that question, and hear your thoughts. One in 200? Yes. Yeah, they do get progressively deeper. Oh, okay. Um, so do with that what you know what you want to do okay. with it. let's do let's do a hundred oh Ooh, even, go halfway even even, right. even do a 100 100, 100. <laughs> yep yep i, I know my numbers <laughs> oh interesting so number 100 is what is your biggest irrational fear I know oh. exactly what it is, oh, but wow. it's not deep at all. Okay, oh, dude, it doesn't have to be deep. I have a fear of people touching my feet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we get the cameras back under the wide view so we can no. see her? <laughs> no, I, the idea of a pedicure horrifies me to no end. 
I don't know where this stems from. I haven't had it like any major foot injuries that started this. Okay. I don't like when people touch my feet and I don't know why. So it's a fear that someone might touch it's your feet. It's a fear. Like if wow. someone gets close to my feet, I will like retract. Wow. <laughs> but every time I tell someone this, which isn't often, they go to touch my feet. Yeah, I was, like, I was about. I was literally looking at your feet, like, no. <laughs> like, how can I scare her after this? <laughs> Kiss me the heebie-jeebies. Oh my, oh my gosh, that's yeah. a great answer. <laughs> can I just say, great answer? I would never have expected that. <laughs> There's your deep fancy. Yeah, your deep never question. touch my feet. I'm glad we talked about your feet on this podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's gonna be our clickbait. She talks about her feet. <laughs> no clickbait. No clickbait. <laughs> oh no. Um. So, where can people connect with you? Where can they follow you? Um. If they wanna wanna get connected. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you can uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. <laughs> Try to build that network. Mm. Um. I'm just kidding. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> I, thought you I was like, that's that. fine. <laughs> like, that's cool. I was like, that's not what I expected you oh, to say. Right? I'm like, I can no. connect. Let's connect. Uh, <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at Francie underscore Keller. I think that is the only social media. I you really can totally use. follow her on TikTok. TikTok. Oh, you can follow me on TikTok. I, I don't remember what the actual. It's Frank the Tank. At yes. Frank the Tank with a C. So F R A N C. Is Tank with a C? No, no. Tank is with a K. I should know this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. Account. It's okay. We have you pulled up. locked out. <laughs> At Frank the Tank. F R A N C T H E T A N K. Yeah, that'll it, be in the description that, as well. I feel like I should explain. That's just what my teammates called me because they that became a nickname was Frank mm -hmm. and then Frank the Tank. Um, I plan on joining a roller derby team next year when I'm in college, and that's what? gonna be my derby name. Nice. <laughs> Wait, for real? Yeah. That's oh really God. awesome, dude. I want to see you play. Oh, that, I want to play. So can get bad. really aggressive. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, dude. that'd be so much fun to see. That would be really fun. I'm excited. I think you do so well too. Thank you. <laughs> but then that you would like aggression. apologize afterwards. <laughs> At least after I'd the. I bake the other team cookies. <laughs> yes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry for wrecking you yeah. on the court rink. Rink. Uh, yeah, on yeah, mm -hmm. you play on a rink. Rink. Yeah. Reck reckon you on the rink. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Francie, for being on our podcast. We thoroughly enjoyed having you on, and I mean, we'd be open to having you on again to Dude, just continue these stories. Oh, I'd be so down. This is. I mean, <laughs> I always say our latest episode is my new favorite episode, but mm. totally true. This was funny heartwarming gosh it was like a it was like a, a tearjerker movie it's absolutely just, like it's got all the components of a great movie so thank you for being our movie star this week yes. thank you for having me i had a blast of course so fun. Of course. <laughs> thank you for tuning into our podcast this has been modern day disciples make sure to like and subscribe you can follow us on instagram at mdd podcast you can also follow us on twitter at mdd pod subscribe to our youtube channel at mdd media make sure to comment below hit that bell so you're notified whenever we post any new content happy sunday and get your booty to church bye, bye. Oh, you're, are you, you're are still, you still there? Yes. <laughs> nice ASMR. <laughs> Going on? Don't touch your feet, guys. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Stay away. Wait, wait, Francie, can you read the one sticker on your water bottle, the really long one? Oh, yes. <clears throat>
have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you you could you do you wish you want you so you, you do so you you do you could you you, you, could, you, could, you, you, you want, want him to, to do, do you so, so much, much you, you could, could do, do anything. anything. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>